This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We all need someone we can lean on, and if you want it, you can lean on the I'm in love with that song podcast. I'm Brad Page, your host, and each episode I pick one of my favorite songs and we listen to it together, uncovering the elements that make it a great song. Maybe you're a musician or a music lover or just a casual fan. We all get to be musical explorers on this show, discovering something new each time we listen. On the previous episode of this podcast, we talked about the Beatles, so I think it's only fair that this time we tackle the Rolling Stones and one of their greatest moments on record, Gimme Shelter. We'll be right back after this message. 1969 was a rough year for the Rolling Stones. They fired Brian Jones in June, and one month later, he was dead. Mick Jagger's relationship with Marianne Faithful took a turn for the worse when she attempted suicide with an overdose on sleeping pills that left her in a coma for a week. Earlier in the year, Jagger had an affair with Keith Richards' girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg, and I'm sure that didn't help Mick and Keith's relationship. The band was anxious to get out of their agreement with their manager, Alan Klein, and then, in December of 69, the Stones were at the center of the disastrous concert in Altamont, California, where four people died, including Meredith Hunter, who was stabbed to death. There was one upside, though, to 1969 for the Stones. It was the year they released the album Let It Bleed, a masterpiece that's a nearly perfect album, chock full of some of the Rolling Stones' best work. The album opens with the apocalyptic Gimme Shelter. The song was largely composed by Keith Richards in the apartment of Robert Fraser, where Keith was living with his girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg. Gimme Shelter is the first song on the album, so both the song and the album open with the sound of Keith Richards' guitar. Keith plays all of the guitars on this song. This was recorded after they had fired Brian Jones, but before they hired his replacement, Mick Taylor, so Keith handled all the guitar parts on this song. His guitar comes in softly, like someone tiptoeing in the dark, afraid of what might be waiting for them in the darkness. If you listen to Keith Richards' guitar part, you'll notice that there's a subtle but significant change in what he plays during the intro. He starts by playing the part like this.
but after a couple of times around, a few passes through the changes, he adds a few more notes. The part gets a little bit more complex. By constantly tweaking the part, evolving it every few iterations, it's a subtle but effective way of keeping it fresh throughout the song. So let's pick it up where we left off with the introduction. Here's what we've got so far. The rhythm guitar, which I believe he's playing in open E tuning, with a lot of reverb on it and also a tremolo effect. The drums also come in, but they're holding back a bit, and there's a lead guitar part that's added. It's a very simple part when you hear it on its own, but it's so effective when you hear it in the mix. There's also some percussion and a female vocal off in the distance. The bass comes in here as well, and he's only playing one note. Some deep and ominous piano chords played by Nicky Hopkins. The drums come in with a beat and we head into the first verse. On this song, Keith was using guitar amplifiers made by a company called Triumph. And they discovered that if you got these amps to overheat on the verge of burning out, they produced this fantastic guitar sound. The amps had lights along the top that would start to dim as the amplifiers overheated. So they would watch those lights to gauge when the amps were ready to be recorded. In the first verse, Mick sings about a storm that's brewing. When Keith came up with the song, sitting in that apartment, he was watching out the window at people scurrying to get out of a rainstorm. So that's where the idea of the storm came from. But the song evolved to become about so much more. Gimme Shelter features one of Mick Jagger's all-time greatest vocal performances. Let's listen to the vocal track for this verse. Ooh, a storm is Here's the first chorus. War. Children. It's just a shot away. I think that resonates more now than it did in 69. Oh, 
Originally, the Stones planned to release two albums in 1969, but with the end of the year approaching and a U.S. tour starting on November 7th, they barely had time to finish one album. They were out of time. Most of the album, including the tracks for Gimme Shelter, had been recorded in England, but now, with the U.S. tour looming, they moved to a recording studio in Los Angeles for the final stages of recording. One of the last things to be recorded were the backing vocals for Gimme Shelter. Mick Jagger asked the recording engineer, Bruce Botnick, if he knew any singers, and Bruce recommended Mary Clayton. That's Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, not Mary. On some pressings of the album, they misspelled her name as Mary. Mary Clayton's vocals are so crucial to this song. We're going to focus on them a lot as we listen to the song. Here's the second verse. Using the tried and true vocal arrangement technique of first line, lead vocal by itself, second line, backing vocal joins in, third line, lead vocal by itself again, and the fourth line, the backing vocal joins in once more. You've heard this a million times in a million songs, but it's super effective. Ooh, see your fire is sweeping out of the street today. Birds like a red gold garbage. Let's listen to what the lead guitar and the piano are doing behind that verse. Nicky Hopkins' piano is mixed pretty far down. It's hard to hear in the final mix, but it's a really driving part. All right, let's hear that second chorus. Jagger plays some great blues harp harmonica on this track. That gritty, distorted sound was produced by playing the harmonica into a microphone plugged into a Dynacord tape loop machine and then overdriving that amp. Then they run it through some studio limiters to compress it and squeeze it to get that really intense sound. Nice little guitar solo from Keith Richards. Remember, he's playing all the guitars on this track. Now they let Mary Clayton 
Clayton stepped to the front for what I think is one of the greatest vocal performances ever recorded. When they called Mary Clayton to come down to the studio that night, it was late, and she was very pregnant. She was getting ready for bed. She had curlers in her hair. They get her on the phone and say, we need you to come down to the studio and do some vocals. So she goes down to the studio with her silk pajamas on and a scarf around her head. She did one take, and it was great. Mick Jagger said, do you want to have another go? And she said, sure, I'll do a second take. And in her head, she says to herself, I am going to blow them out of this room. And so she sang this part. Listen to how her vocals get more intense each time around. Let's listen to just her vocal track. Listen to how each time she sings the chorus, she pushes her voice harder until it starts to crack. This is raw emotion, rape, murder. You can feel the weight of those words in this performance. I want to go back and play that last chorus when Mary hits the word murder with such intensity that her voice cracks for the second time, and you can hear Mick Jagger let out a woo. He, he clearly can't help himself. She's so good. And then at the end of the line, as she finishes, you can hear another whoa from someone in the studio. They are clearly blown away. Can you imagine standing next to Mary Clayton as she's singing this part? Remember, this is Mary Clayton in the middle of the night, pregnant in her pajamas, singing a song that she's never heard before with a band she's never met. This is among the most thrilling 30 seconds of music you will ever hear in your life. Third and final verse.
this dark song ends on a more hopeful note as Mick and Mary tell us that love is only a kiss away. Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Epic. The legendary music critic Greil Marcus said, Gimme Shelter may well be the greatest single rock and roll performance. There's a documentary called 20 Feet from Stardom about the lives and careers of background singers. It includes some of the greatest backing vocalists of all time, including a great segment on Mary Clayton. It's a fantastic documentary. If you've never seen it, go watch it right now. I'm not kidding. Do it. I'd also like to acknowledge a book by Sean Egan, called Rolling Stones and the Making of Let It Bleed. It's part of the Vinyl Frontiers book series, and I used that for quite a bit of research on this episode, so thank you, Sean Egan. To learn more about the show, check out our Facebook page. And to hear more episodes of the podcast, just search for the I'm in Love with That Song podcast. Please support this show by sharing it with your friends and telling people about it. Because recommendations from people like you, that's the best advertising we could get. There's another way that you can support this show while showing some love for your favorite artists like the Rolling Stones by picking up some t-shirts and other band merch from oldglory.com. Unlike a lot of places on the internet, these guys only sell licensed products, which means the artists get their fair share. And when you use our discount code, Love That Song, this show gets a little share too. So show your love for bands like the Rolling Stones, and they have a ton of very cool Rolling Stones shirts on Old Glory. Check them out. You'll be supporting this podcast by going to oldglory.com and using the discount code, Love That Song, which will get you 15% off, free shipping, and you're helping out our show. I'll put that discount code in the show notes and you can find it in our app, but it's really easy to do. Just go to oldglory.com, order all the Rolling Stones stuff you want, plus any other cool stuff you find there. Use the discount code LOVETHATSONG. It'll save you 15% and you'll be supporting this show. So thank you. We'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Until then, thanks for listening to this episode on the Rolling Stones with Gimme Shelter. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, thanks again for listening to the Rolling Stones and Gimme Shelter. Go listen to the whole song by downloading it or buying it or streaming it from your favorite source of legit music. Always support the music that you love.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 